coming up on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I finally start watching Sailor Stars. I'll share my thoughts and observations after watching a few episodes. Also, we'll talk to another Sariyoshida cosplayer, Floral Ninja-chan. She'll share some of her stories and tell us about the most important part of her cosplaying, joining forces with her twin sister. Well, my sister and I are pretty much a team. I'm more into the prop-making element of things, and she's more the seamstress than I am. It's, it's always just more fun for us to, you know, either do a group or do something together because we're both having fun when we get it together and then we both have fun when we're wearing it. Plus, I'll be joined by Neff Canuck for the usual odds and ends that make this the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, which will include something we used to do on previous request shows. A taste test, roasted green tea Kit Kats, and a podcast. Coming up next, here on... Extreme Anime Radio. greatest city in the world broadcasting to fans of anime and japanese culture all around the world welcome to the january 22nd 2020 edition of the extreme anime radio podcast i'm jr horse thank you so much for joining us on this wednesday evening also joining us north of the border as per usual is my good friend in crime and co-host mr neff canuck good evening folks and crime jr uh, don't forget two different two two different judicial systems. So no 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 not not, not joining you in no crime. <laughs> you know, what's going on in my nation? Uh, yeah, you have you had to remind me, huh? Well, you 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 walked into that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a fun show for you guys tonight. As mentioned in the intro, we're going to do a little talking about uh, my favorite anime franchise. We're going to be uh, playing the interview with Flo and Ninja-chan, and we'll also be doing a taste test. And we also have a little bonus that we're going to be bringing to you in just a moment after I remind everybody of how you can listen to us. The Extreme Anime Radio podcast is on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. 
You can go there and stream uh, all of our shows, including the show that we're doing right now. You can also find us on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. And we have a steadily growing audience with this being our third podcast show. So we thank you so much for your support. Now that we've gotten all the um, pleasantries out of the way, Neff, what do you say we start with our little bonus? I think that would be an excellent idea. Yes. And this bonus is for you, Neff. Uh-oh. Yes. Because what I'm going to do is something we haven't done in about a month. I'm going to play a song. And I can get away with this because it comes from uh, one of the various free music libraries out there. Uh, the copyright may be disputed, but uh, it is still in fair use for our purposes. So with that, I play the following song for Mr. Neff Canuck. It is a certain somebody's birthday in a couple of days, isn't it? That's right. And folks, no, you can't cut me in half like and count the rings on me like a tree, okay? Just no. <laughs> Another trip around the sun from Mr. Neff Canuck, so we uh, wish you the very best. Well, thank you. As, as I like to say, it's like, I'm upright. I'm breathing. Hey, everything else is the bonus. <laughs> this is as close to a... Um, Flatten the jazz type of uh, birthday song that I could find for you. <laughs> well, I thank you. The, the, the touch is most appreciated. There are a few other versions I came across, including the uh, uh, the pub version of the happy birthday song, which kind of sounded a little odd. The pub version. Um, may I ask if the singers were imbibing while while singing? Or at least acting that way, yeah. Oh dear! Yes, that reminds me of that song I like to play at Christmas time, involving uh, a certain imbibing lady and the twelve days of Christmas. Yikes! Ah, uh, good old Bob Rivers. <laughs> Indeed. And um, one thing that I will also mention: uh, Neff also shares an important birthday with uh, somebody in my life, because my mother and Neff Canuck share the same birthday. That's what you call it's a small world after all, folks. Yes. And the first person who sings that is going to get their tongue ripped out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Disney will send us a cease and desist order after that, I think. No, no, no. They'll just send stormtroopers now. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, they can send stormtroopers. Uh, they can send Iron Man, right? Yeah, they could send the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, we can go on and on. But uh, I should also mention uh, one of our longtime supporters, Shiliak, also celebrates a birthday uh, in the next few days as well. So, Shiliak, if you're listening to us by any chance, we wish you a happy birthday and many happy returns. Indeed. It's, all, it's birthday time in Canada. How do you know it's birthday time? The snow starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... That will take us, speaking of snow, there were a lot of snow scenes in the Sailor Stars episodes that I just watched. Yes, I have gone where no other of my anime friends have gone. Well, actually, they have gone before me. <laughs> and that is to watch uh, Sailor Moon 
from the point where uh, it quote-unquote ended for us uh, North American folk about 20 years ago. Ah, yes, the the season that nobody 20 years ago wanted to touch. Yes, nobody wanted to touch it because of certain issues that were brought up uh, back then, which uh, those attitudes have changed in 2020, I think you will agree. I I would most certainly agree, yes. So um, it is uh, with uh, the most keenest of interests that I watch Sailor Stars on Hulu. I have now been through, I think, the first seven episodes of Sailor Stars. So there's this whole arc with uh, Queen Nehalania who comes back. And um, it's very interesting because each of those episodes is kind of like a drama. It's not like a typical anime episode where you have like uh, the plot of the day, we'll see you next time. No, 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 no. Every episode ends on a cliffhanger. Mm. So that, I found that to be pretty interesting. And it also um, occurred to me, they took a little bit of time to try to set up the plot that they were going to with Nehalania, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it does strike me when I've, what little I've seen of stars, that there was a different direction taken with with that season as opposed to all the ones that had gone before it it was much more expansive i think is the word i would use right and now it's getting tough to keep track of all the characters that's one of the issues with sailor stars they just kept throwing characters in there and saying remember this person you might not see them for four episodes but we'll show them again (laughs) And I'm sure that will happen to uh, Tuxedo Common in the last episode that I saw. Spoilers. Actually, would it be spoilers for a 20-plus-year-old show now? Nah. I mean, if you guys are listening, you want to skip a few minutes ahead to the Floor Ninja Shine interview, by all means. But <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I was going to say, maybe the Statue of Limitations has run out. Just I'm, I'm so you know hypersensitive to that magic word, spoiler. It's like, Meh. Yes. But uh, the Sailor Starlights have come, and uh, their names are uh, Sailor Star Maker, Sailor Star Healer, and something. Everybody's becoming a Sailor something now, aren't they? I think it was Healer, Fighter, and Maker. Could be. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But I'm losing track of all of these things. And as Neff warned me in previous uh, chats that we've had on Extreme Anime Radio... Yes, if you really pay attention, you notice that the animation quality has gone... Yeah, it it sort of took a slight tumble. Sort of like Wile E. Coyote off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah. I can give you one scene that I saw from an episode of Sailor Stars early. And you can check on this. I don't know exactly which episode this is. But uh, all the Sailor Scouts are kind of having a powwow at uh, Ray's Shrine. And uh, there is a scene where I believe you see Haruka, a.k.a. Sailor Uranus, and Chibiusa speaking in the scene. As the scene is about to cut to some of the other Sailor Scouts that are talking to them, you see that Sailor Uranus and Chibiusa are talking, and all of a sudden there's these hollow circles that appear around their mouths. 
and you can see carefully it's sort of like the next cell of the next scene that the animation supposed to cut to. I had to rewind my streaming player because I thought it was a mistake at first. Maybe the streaming glitched. No, it wasn't the streaming that glitched. It was, well, it was the animation that glitched. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to crank out that hand cell animation and you're not, you know, putting all the money and time into it, you kind of miss and kind of cut corners just a wee bit. Yeah, and the real nitpicker in me also saw another scene where somebody was talking. I want to say it was Venus, and you can see her lips are moving, but her mouth at the same time is kind of wiggling from side to side. Okay, she's either in an earth, a very localized earthquake, folks, very localized, or yes, that was another animation glitch. It wasn't caused by Venus Love Me Chain, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Ooh. No, 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 no. So um, those are the interesting things. Other than that, I think with uh, this episode that I just saw, which uh, sort of settles the plot, if you will, now we can look forward to the, how the rest of the Sailor Star series is going to play out. If uh, anybody wants to keep track... I have uh, finished overall episode 173 out of 200. And that was the uh, seventh episode of Sailor Stars. And many more to go. Well, not too many, but uh, I'm slowly getting there. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this whole season wraps up, how Sailor Galaxia and all the quote-unquote sailors come into play? Ah, uh, yes, the sailor of the day. <laughs> Basically. It's no longer the monster of the day, folks. It's the sailor of the day now. Oof. If you want to see what I'm talking about, folks, if you just want to skip ahead uh, over the whole uh, six-episode drama with uh, Nehalania, then just go to episode 173 of Sailor Stars. It's... Nice these days, we could just skip forward to uh, whatever episode you want. So you can get it uh, wherever it's streaming right now. I believe Crunchyroll and Hulu are the two major platforms. You know what? Maybe I haven't checked on Crunchyroll for that in a while. I've been watching other things on, on Crunchyroll recently. But uh, I should probably poke my nose in and take a look. Yes. Uh, and uh, formerly... Neon Alley, which is now defunct, and if you want to learn more about that, just go back a couple of podcasts to our very first one where Neff talks about anime streaming industries. Yes, and the fragmentation thereof, like a, gren like a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, um, we have uh, you guys in the chat room uh, right now. For all of our live streams, we have uh, chats going on, so... We invite you, if you're streaming our podcast right now, to tune in for our live streams. We will post about them on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anime radio and on our Instagram page at extreme anime radio. Once we have those uh, live streams scheduled, then you can listen to us live by going to radio.net or by going to tune in and just searching for extreme anime radio. Fire up the feed. Uh, a few minutes before airtime, and then 
once the stream activates, it'll kick in for you guys, and you'll be listening to exactly what we do now. Exactly. And this is this at this version, there are no fancy edits. There are no retakes. It's all live, folks. Yikes. <laughs> yes, and uh, if we say something stupid, we can edit it for the podcast later. That's the beauty of podcasting. Wait a minute. Say something stupid? And then, JR, it would just be you talking for the whole time. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps. We'll have to... Oh! <laughs> We'll have to open your uh, your closet in there and see who comes out and see if they can do anything. Oh, God, no. But uh, we're going to keep them in there right now and bring you guys to our interview with uh, Floral Ninja-chan. Uh, we had a wonderful interview with her uh, about her cosplaying, her interests in Asian culture. She also addresses a subject... Uh, with regards to uh, cosplay and ballet, which uh, was brought up by um, Naku in our last podcast. Uh, Flora Ninja-chan's opinions on the matter will be airing in our future show uh, all about um, ballet cosplay safety. So please look forward to that. In the meantime, here is Flora Ninja-chan's interview coming up after these messages. Here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We're back here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, and I'm joined now by one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida. From the Central Time Zone, please say hello to Flora Ninja-chan. Welcome to the broadcast. Hello. How are things where you are today? Things are going great. Wonderful. Uh... I've always been interested how you came up with your name of Floral Ninja-chan. So it's it's kind of a random story. I came up with the cosplay name uh, Reba-chan back when I was like first getting into anime and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, that's kind of boring. So <laughs> at the time, I had recently been watching Naruto. And I thought, okay, what's more ridiculous than a bright orange jumpsuit? And then all I could think of was pastel floral prints. <laughs> so that's kind of how I came up with the name. Interesting. Um, and what uh, some people don't know about you is that you also have a twin sister. Uh, Lone Star Dove is her uh, cosplay name of sorts. And the two of you are known as the Lemonade Pirates. How did that come yep. about? Um, again, just kind of random. We've always liked uh, pirates and things like that. My sister's huge into like sea shanties. Uh. And <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, this is going to show my age a little bit, but I was watching the Disney Channel original movie Lemonade Mouth. Mm. And for some reason, I was really big into that at the time. Uh -huh. So I just thought, Lemonade and pirates, that can go together. <laughs> and that's kind of. That's kind of how it turned out. <laughs> you a big Disney buff? Oh, yes. I've hosted, uh, this past year I hosted a Disney trivia panel at one of my all-time favorite conventions, and I hope to do so again at other conventions if I'm blessed enough. Interesting, interesting. Uh, what sort of uh, Disney trivia do you bring up? Uh, are there any hard questions? Uh... The thing that I've learned about when I put together trivia and things like that is I don't think they're hard. But, you know, when you get 
people on the spot and everything, even some of the most simple questions can seem like they're just impossible to answer. So I, I try to keep it easy. All right. I think maybe it might be quite challenging. Uh, we're recording this at the same time at this uh, big Jeopardy tournament airing on TV. So I'm wondering if uh, Ken Jennings would have to bow down to your Disney questions. <laughs> no, but he would he would have a, a bit of a trouble with my sister's uh, critical role Jeopardy she threw together. Uh-oh. Not a lot of people not a lot of people remembered things from the their first campaign, so she pulled together a lot of really good questions, just no one knew the answers. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, we'll have to keep that in mind in case he wins the big prize. Oh um, yeah. So uh, let's go back uh, kind of to the beginning. Uh, before you, you started cosplaying, I'm sure there was some point where you caught uh, the Japanese culture bug. Do you recall when that happened? I honestly can't say. Uh, from as far back as I can remember, my sister and I have always been you know, interested in Asian culture. You know how it's been slowly implemented into the U.S. over time. Right. Um. I, I even remember as like probably young as six or seven years old uh, saying, oh, we're going to go to Japan and China. We're going to go to all these places <laughs> as as little kids easily think that they can do when they get older. But I, I'd say that my sister and I, we started getting like way more into Japanese culture around 11 or 12 years old when we were uh, introduced to animes like Peach Girl and Shugo Chara. Oh, wow. Shugo Chara. That's... That kind of shows my age, too. Good grief. Oh, yeah. I, I remember watching, I think, the second to final and then the final season, like, as they were, like, being posted on Crunchyroll back in the day. Oh, wow. So is Shigo Chara one of your favorite animes, or do you have uh, another anime that sticks out in your mind? Uh, kind of, uh, Kind of rolling on back to you know, anime radio and things like that with Sarah Yoshida, Princess Tutu is actually one of my all-time favorite anime. Wow, nice, nice. When the, when exactly did you and your sister start uh, cosplaying? Um, That would probably be around 2013. We were mostly doing just thrown-together costumes. We weren't really uh, full-on sewing until maybe 2014, 2015, when we were more confident in ourselves. Uh, but pretty much 2013 is when we started getting into trying to throw together and make costumes. Are there any other particular cosplays uh, that stick out in your mind that you've done, uh, either on your own or in tandem with your sister? Well, my sister and I are pretty much a team. I'm more into the prop-making element of things, and she's more the seamstress than I am. So... If I could point out one that I'm particularly uh, happy that we did was Charlotte and Amelia from a little indie game called Trick and Treat. Okay. I was able to I was able to carve a basically carve out a um a hollow foam pumpkin to try and fit it on my sister's head, which was <laughs> a lot harder than it needed to be. And oh, wow. uh, it, it was from a, a really small kind of like um, just indie game and. Uh, people actually knew what we were from when we went to a convention, so that was pretty cool. Okay, the identity when people notice, and that that kind of helps out, doesn't it? Yes, especially when like they come up to you and say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't think I'd ever see anyone dressing up from this game. That's so cool." So just little things like that kind of 
make you feel a little bit better about what costumes you choose to do. But, but then as far as cosplaying goes, it's more of a team effort with your sister then. Yeah, we, we try to make it a, a bit of a team sport and try to coordinate. We do our own thing every once in a while, but it's it's always just more fun for us to, you know, either do a group or do something together because we're both having fun when we get it together and then we both have fun when we're wearing it. Very good, very good. I'm talking to Flora Ninja-chan, one half of the Lemonade Pirates here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. So I know you told me that uh, you were introduced to a lot of Asian cultures when you were a kid. So um, sounds like one day uh, you and your sister should uh, head on over in that direction and take a grand tour, huh? Oh, yes. We've wanted to go for uh, we wanted to go to Japan for a really long time. Um, we actually have a friend who got to study uh, abroad due to a a foreign exchange student program, which she did not recommend we do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but okay. uh, no, we've been, we've been wanting to visit for a really long time now. Okay. So if you ever went to Japan one day, what will be uh, some of the uh, must-get-to sites for you guys? Um, well, I know two places that I really want to visit are Osaka, due to like the historical relevancy that they have with like the castles and the the beautiful landscaping and everything, as well as uh, I've always wanted to go to Nara. I don't hear too many wow. people talking about Nara, but I'm like, oh, I want to go where all the deer are. <laughs> yeah, you took the joke out of my so words because I was going to say, oh, dear. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a pen pal back in the day who was from Nara, and she sent me pictures of just deer literally everywhere. And I was like, oh, I have to go there now. <laughs> Right, and I'm actually kind of uh, interested that you said Osaka and Nara as two of the major places you'd want to visit, as opposed to you know standard tourist destinations like Tokyo and Kyoto and that sort of thing. I definitely want to go to Tokyo and Kyoto at least sometime in the future, but I'd probably want to be like more confident, know a lot more Japanese. I'd rather visit more of like the the country than I would the big cities my first time out there. Okay, okay. Yes, I've uh, I've fallen in love with Osaka as well. It's becoming uh, a very, very modern city, and uh, a lot of the places around Osaka are being renewed. Um, Osaka Station is a good example. I remember crossing through Osaka Station one of my first trips, and it just kind of like, look like an ordinary station now you go there is a big grand roof and it's so beautiful and uh it kind of makes it a little easier for uh, people to get around so yeah um when you go to osaka you'll have to try the okonomiyaki out there and tell me what you think oh definitely food and food and drink and a lot of beautiful nature is what i'm looking forward to <laughs> very good very good so uh, let's talk about uh, Sarah Yoshida. You've done uh, several uh, cosplays of Sarah, uh, both in your home area and also while you were out in uh, conventions. Is there any specific Sarah cosplay that comes to mind that you enjoyed doing the most? Um, probably the one that comes to mind would be uh, the red and black outfit that I did during probably one of the only times in my life I've ever been surrounded by snow. <laughs> okay. That was that was really fun to go out and 
trying to figure out all what to do and pose and under 30 degree weather. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so tell me, we've been asking the Sarah cosplayers uh, this question consistently, and now we get to ask you, Floor Ninja Chan, what does Sarah Yoshida mean to you? Honestly, Sarah Yoshida, just, she means something fun to me. She reminds me a little bit of myself, loving the music from anime, loving dance, red hair, which I've always wanted to have. <laughs> oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. I tried it once. It did not look good, but I still I still want to go for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, just Sarah means kind of fun and just an all-around cheerful spirit, I guess. Oh, well said, well said. Um, we're about to come to the end of our interview. Is there anything you'd like to say to our podcast listeners? Uh. Probably just thank you so much for supporting the station. Thank you so much for supporting all these wonderful people who've worked so hard. And I uh, hope that everyone has a super awesome day and listens to way more anime music. Very good. Um, we I don't know when we'll get back to that, but uh, in the meantime. Soon. Just soon. Yeah. Well, we appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate your support in that, and uh, we'll see what we can do. In the meantime, Flo Ninja Chan, thank you so much for joining us on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we will be right back after these messages. Have you heard about those places out there that sell personalized video greetings from celebrities? How would you like a personal greeting? And who better to star in your video message than Extreme Anime Radio's mascot, Sarah Yoshida? Sarah Shoutouts, featuring the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida. Sarah Shoutouts allow you to select a Sarah cosplayer to provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Good luck on a test? Ask for advice? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. And most importantly, proceeds from your personalized video will go directly to Extreme Anime Radio in order to pay the station's operating expenses. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com. Terms and conditions apply. Mention you heard about Sarah shout-outs on the podcast and get yours for only $16. Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. J.R. Horse and Nef Canuck coming to you. And uh, listening to Floor Ninja Chan's interview, I'm so hungry for Okonomiyaki now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Uh-oh, and I already had dinner, thanks. I'm leaving on a jet plane back to Tokyo, not Tokyo, Osaka, back to Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, uh, I just said what came to my mind, and it was the wrong city. Yeah. Osaka is not necessarily Okonomiyaki City, because there's also Hiroshima. I was going to say, there, there's more than one place to have Okonomiyaki. Okon 
<laughs> yeah, you, you, you understand. I talk for a living, folks. And every so often, there's a Japanese word that, you know, just, nope, there it goes. Okonomiyaki. Okonomiyaki. There you go. And that's the one we okay. had together, didn't we? Didn't we go to a place once to have that? That's right. It was very delicious. And, uh, and great. And now I was just about to say it again. And now it's all, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, folks, I talk for a living, you know, outside of this, and it's like, oh, dear. It's basically the Osaka cabbage pancake, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's very tasty. You just have to sit there and wait till it cooks. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a horrible waiter. That's my problem. I just, I, I, if I see food being made, it's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, and we're recording this on January 22nd. Uh, People in the chat room are talking about uh, the late, great Terry Jones, uh, one of the iconic members of Monty Python. Uh, it was announced uh, today that he passed away. Yes. Um, they, they all had such great comedic timing because they could literally make anything that they said, no matter how ridiculous, sound completely logical until they let you in on the joke and you're like going, ouch. I think I want to see the Holy Grail again. I got to figure out how. Mm, again, which streaming service has it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Terry Jones, uh, he passed away at the age of, uh, I believe he was uh, 77. I think that's right, yes. So um, when you're in the same group as others like Eric Idle and John Cleese, etc., you know, it's uh, very, very special. Yes, I mean, it, as I say, they were an amazing troupe. They they together to concocted such marvelous, you know, things. And it's like that. That's the kind of comedy and the kind of togetherness you don't see anymore. At least I don't really. Right now, I want to look at Faulty Towers, even though I don't. I know it's not really a Monty Python uh, deal. Mm. <laughs> yes, Faulty Towers. That's one of those staples on PBS, and it's like, oh dear. Interesting thing about Faulty Towers, and I think my ex told me this. If you watch every episode of Faulty Towers, you know there's a sign that says Faulty Towers outside the hotel, and mm. they have a, a letter hanging off or something. Every episode, it's a different letter that hangs off. Okay, that's both cute and a lot of work for a joke. <laughs> Well, um, I think it's time for our taste test here. Um, I have in my hand something that I ordered uh, last week around this time. It is the one of the 36 million varieties of Japanese Kit Kat. Yes, the Japanese seem to take Kit Kats and go, ah, here's something we can experiment on and then sell it and make money doing it. And they do a very good job of it, too. They, they try experimenting here in, in North America, and it's like, no. We, know, we don't want to see no experiments. Just give us our chocolate Kit Kats. No one gets hurt. Uh, the last trip, I went to the Kit Kat Chocolatery uh, in the Tokyo Station Daimaru basement. And that mm -hmm. is where you can buy the really, really exotic varieties in addition to the ones that you can find in any Japanese convenience store. Ah, uh, yes, the ones where it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna find that at home, no matter how much you try. Yes. So um, 
I give one example was the one of the rich matcha green tea Kit Kats, and it had the um, the uh, berry coating and the nut coating on top. Hmm, that that would be a rather interesting flavor. I'm I'm assuming it's probably also dessert at a high end restaurant, something like that. Well, it would have the calorie count of a dessert at a high end restaurant. I've probably got news for you. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and uh, open this. Oh, by the way, I should point out something that I splurged a little bit today. Anybody who's listened to our shows on Extreme Anime Radio know that I'm a big fan of a certain type of Japanese canned coffee. One that they used to sell here in the States and probably in Canada too, but as Japanese tastes have changed in a matter of about... 15 years or so. So we'll have uh, the products that are being exported and are not being exported. So my favorite Japanese canned coffee you won't find, although I do lately tend to go for the Korean variety, which is called the Let's Be. But uh, this canned coffee that I always enjoy when I visit Japan is the Georgia, I had to sing that, the Georgia Emerald Mountain Blend. You had something on your mind, JR. It was Georgia, and I'm not sure you had something in your mind when you did it. (laughs) So I saw on eBay that uh, there was a really, really good deal on a lot of Japanese canned coffees, including my favorite, the Emerald Mountain Blend. And uh, I decided to splurge. Well, not so much splurge, because I think it was a good deal. 30 cans for 60 bucks, including shipping. That is a very good deal because, you know, including shipping, I'm like going, if they were trying to ship it to, say, for example, Canada, ouch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So this guy who sells it on eBay, if I read his profile correctly, he serves in the U.S. Navy and is stationed in the Pacific. Based on the uh, address. So, of course, him being a Navy member of our U.S. Armed Forces, I thank him for everything that he does to uh, defend our freedoms. Uh, But it also makes it kind of easy to possibly ship items he sells on eBay to people in the United States. Why? Because you send it U.S. mail. So, I believe if you send U.S. mail, you can... Avoid uh, some of the other international pleasantries that one might expect when uh, shipping overseas. Yes, that, that that sounds quite appropriate. Someone in the channel is making reference to a certain song, and no. <laughs> Just no. Oh, great. <laughs> yes, somebody's talking about how Mr. Peanut died. To which I would reply, that's nuts. Nah. Nah. I would play the uh, the sound clip here, but I don't know if we get in trouble for that. I was going to say, yeah, but uh, they're also saying it's in relation to that uh, superb owl game that's happening in a couple of weeks. Oh, the football championship. Yes, quite. Um, to which I would reply, what? You don't want to watch the Pro Bowl first? So, anyways, we were saying... Um, normally, the same amount of Georgia Emerald Mountain Blend coffees will cost double the price I just gave. Probably 120 to 130 bucks, and they're shipped through Japanese Post, 
and which means uh, they're sent surface, probably get here in a month. Uh, the eBay listing uh, saying that because it came from uh, an FPO, which is, I believe, Fleet Post Office, so a the naval branch of uh, military mail, I guess, it should get here in one to two weeks. I'll be very impressed if that happens. I, I was going to say you should be very impressed if that happens. Yes, quite. If it does, I will give a full report on the next uh, podcast. I should also mention I have been able to successfully switch my Boxu subscription. I don't know if I mentioned that previously. You were talking about it, yes, I believe. But I was able to uh, get that sorted out. I actually subscribed through Boxu, and I actually sent them that message. You know, I already received your tasting box. I signed up for your classic box. I don't know how things work. Would there be any way for you guys to switch me over to the monthly box now? Yeah, sure, sure. So it's been shipped, and I might have it in my hands uh, in about a week or so. Mm, that sounds like uh, something to look forward to. So if I get that, I will be sure to maybe choose uh, one snack or two to taste test uh, on this program. Yes, and remember, folks, if you tune in on Wednesdays, you'll hear his reaction live without editing. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on when we have, we have the time to get together to do the podcast. Okay, so I have now opened up the bag of the Hojicha Kit Kat that I received from another eBay seller based in Washington, D.C. So let's take a whiff of the bag. It smells like a bag of Kit Kats. Okay. Hey, I, at least I would try, you know? Okay, so we have... Uh, these are the mini Kit Kats. So if you are looking to try any variety of Japanese Kit Kat, 99% of the time, it'll be of the mini Kit Kat variety, the smaller Kit Kats, as opposed to the normal-sized ones we're used to here in North America. So... We're going to open it up and now see if there's any flavor as I open up the individual wrapper. I can smell a little bit of the hojicha, a little bit of that roasted flavor. Mm. Otherwise, I smell chocolate. Yeah, I, I would think that should be the majority of the smell you get. <laughs> All right, so let's give this a shot and let's see where it ranks on our scale. Mm. Okay, he's not frothing in the mouth, which is a good, which is a good sign. Wow. <laughs> you really wish for that, huh? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's messy. Mm. I think I'm going to finish this before I give my observations. Okay, the fact he's trying to finish it first, folks, I think is a good sign. I could be, you know, jumping the gun here, but I think it's a good sign. I think so, too. <laughs> One more bite. Okay, he's still chewing, folks, and savoring, which is, as I said, I think it's a good sign. Yes. So what is our scale, Neff? We have blech, meh, eh, yay, and woohoo from yes, worst to best. Correct. Okay. Yes, I believe that's correct. Loyal listeners... Of Extreme Anime Radio and our bickerings will know that is the order in which we rate flavors. 
So I'm going to give this a very ecstatic yay. I believe that uh, they've done a good job of um, putting in the hojicha flavor. It's not overpowering. You can also taste uh, uh, the chocolate and the wafer. The wafer and the hojicha, which is a roasted green tea flavor, I think, kind of merge well. So mm. I'm going to give a very ecstatic yay. And Neff, I think you have to get your hands on the hojicha Kit Kat if you can. Uh, I was going to say, you've got me intrigued. And my wallet is going, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, only eight bucks US. I think that's a good deal. Only eight bucks US, he says. Then convert that to Canadian pesos. Then add shipping. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to be on the lookout for any Canadian distributors of Japanese Kit Kat and see if uh, you get lucky. Mm. Someone in the chat room is saying, quote, I'm still waiting for JR to eat wasabi-flavored Kit Kat. My response, if poor JR is subjected to that, ooh, his whole face might cave in. Do they still sell that? I have no idea, and I don't want to find out, to be honest. <laughs> well, well I, you know what? Maybe that has to be next on the list. What do you think? Well, it's your taste buds and stomach, not mine. Though, so, wait a minute. I, I, I could have sworn I've tasted that before. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank, but, you know, there's not much canvas to work with. Now, I know there are some eBay sellers based in Japan that will sell, like, a certain amount of mini Kit Kats, and you can sort of try and mix and match, and they'll do their best to uh, get you whatever you request. So maybe that's the route I take. Mm. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad idea actually to do a little bit of uh, jumping jumping around, sort of like um, Lindor, where they have some very unique flavors that you can only get if you go to their distribution centers. Oh, like their uh, uh, mall stores and whatnot. No, 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 no. The, the mall stores will get some of them, but if you want the really exotic, weird stuff. You go to their actual distribution points, and they have one in a nearby town. And I've been tempted to go, except, you know, I look down, you know, at uh, as I'm pounding my, you know, <laughs> stomach and go, yeah, no, you don't need that. You don't need that at all. How close is it to you? Eh, about 15 minutes. Okay. How interesting. And, the, and they let members of the public in there? Yep. Wow. And you and you buy them not not in a box. You buy them by weight, <laughs> which is quite the ingenious little trap if you think about it, because you're like, okay, I'll take a half dozen of these and a half dozen of those, a half dozen of these, and you go about twenty different flavors. Then you get to the weigh scale, thunk, <laughs> and then you go, maybe I was a little greedy, <laughs> and then add your GST HST, and there you go. Well, it's just HST now, but yeah, you add 13% to whatever that is. and <laughs> My favorite, um, I think uh, the Lint store up in Albany, where I go for the summer, um, I think they sell some of their chocolate the same way by weight. But something they used to do, and I haven't seen them do it lately, I used to go in there every so often and buy discounted Lint's. The same exact lint flavors, but they had defects in them that didn't pass quality control. 
Yeah, that's actually what, what you can get also at the distribution center as well. It's it, it's literally packages of stuff where it's just not quite right. And they're like, we can't scrap it, so we'll sell it at a discount. So you get this. It might not look great, but it's lint chocolate. I don't care if it looks like, you know, <clears throat> it's still going to be edible. <laughs> I think I got 50% off a couple of times. Mm, then it must have really looked like something. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a, is this a sphere? No, it kind of looks like uh, Jupiter, but you know, we'll take it. Or a cube. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, if anybody's interested uh, and would like to know uh, where I got these Kit Kats on eBay, um, you can email me extremeanimeradio at gmail dot com, and I'll let you know. Uh, perhaps you can uh, look at what this guy sells and uh, support him on eBay. In the meantime, I'm also selling stuff on eBay, trying to make some more money during the winter season. Ah, yes, eBay, where you try to sell stuff, and it's like, I, I've perused eBay a couple of times and gone, there's some nice-looking stuff there. Oh. Then I see the price, and I go, oh, yeah, that's U.S. dollars. <laughs> Not a lot of Canadian sellers, huh? Well, even the Canadian sellers, what they tend to do is they tend to want to price their stuff in U.S. dollars. Ah. Uh... Because, of course, you know, with the exchange rate, you can make some coin. <laughs> well, folks, uh, we like to talk more about uh, chocolates, but unfortunately our time is about to run out here on our third Extreme Anime Radio podcast. We do thank you for joining us tonight. We also want to remind you, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there is more that Flora Ninja-chan uh, spoke about during our interview with regards to safety in cosplay and ballet. That is a subject that a lot of the Sarayoshida cosplayers want to talk about and a few others that we're going to bring on as well. And we're going to put that all together into its own dedicated podcast. So please listen for that. Uh, hopefully in the next few weeks uh, after we've uh, interviewed everybody, we'll get all the relevant clips together and uh, get that show out for you guys. So um, we remind you to continue to support us and uh, always uh, follow us on Facebook or on Instagram for the latest updates, facebook.com forward slash anime radio or on Instagram at extreme anime radio. Again, we will post information about our live shows there. And then once uh, we have them scheduled, you can listen to the live shows by going to TuneIn or to Radio.net and searching Extreme Anime Radio. The feed will fire up once we start streaming, and uh, then you can enjoy us as we do everything live and off the cuff. And then later on, we'll tone things down for the pot. No, we won't tone things down for the podcast, but um, we will uh, edit things down and make things available for you uh, on uh, the podcast world. We go through Anchor, which is our main distribution uh, provider. They're at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, but you can also follow us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Just look for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Neff, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? No, I think we covered everything. Uh, again, I will make the joke that if you are absolutely bored this Sunday, there is the Pro Bowl from the no fun league <laughs> and, and it depending on the weather the game might actually be interesting 
because if Mother Nature decides to have a snit fit, it becomes a lot less like video game football and a lot more like mudlot football. And then comes uh, that game. Yes, the superb owl in a week and a half's time. Uh, yeah, week and a half. I heard something on the radio today that it, this is going to be the first of the big games where both teams' primary colors are red. Yes, which should make it really interesting for those fans who uh, may be colorblind. They, they, they might not see much, or they, they'll see something that, like, wait a minute, why, is, why are the teams all wearing the same colors? It makes no sense. That'll be interesting to look forward to. Um, and once again, uh, we hope you will continue to support our podcasts. Uh, we will be bringing on some more guests. As I mentioned uh, in the last show, uh, hopefully Alva will be coming on soon to talk uh, about uh, his life and the life of video games. He was the host of uh, Analog on Alva or Analog with Alva, not Analog on Alva. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. That, that presents an odd mental image. No, and I don't want to go poor, into that. Poor Alva trying to play a video game when it's sitting on top of him. <laughs> okay, so we appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, we'll probably be back uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, we'll try to target Wednesday or Thursday again for our next podcast and our next interview. In the meantime, Neff, the closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints about this show, Drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash anime radio or on Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio and we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. Once again, on behalf of JR Horse and myself, thank you for listening and remember, keep on listening to Extreme Anime Radio. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.